Coming up, today's guest is the director of mobile marketing at Zinio, and she shares some of their most successful retention campaigns. You'll discover one of their best campaigns for revenue, how they actually get their users to enable push notifications, and finally, how they recovered from a release that led to negative app store reviews. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Pollen DC gives app developers early access to their app store and advertising revenues, enabling them to scale quickly and efficiently without relying on outside funding, and more importantly, giving up their equity. Learn more at pollen.com. VC. For just one low monthly price, you will discover our greatest growth hacks to driving massive downloads. You can learn more on appmastersacademy.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of appmasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content in the app business, because I talk to some phenomenal people that I get to meet at events and I get to hear their story. I'm like, Ooh, you got to come on and share your story. So, so that we can all, for me, I'm just trying to learn from these phenomenal guests so that we can all collectively learn to get there. And today I've got a phenomenal guest that I once met at a justice mobile spree, a great event that I got to host as well. I saw her presentation. I said, Marella, you got to come on and share this content with my podcast. And she agreed. So without further ado, let me introduce the guest. Her name is Marella Chile. She's a director of mobile marketing at Zinio. Go check them out. It is Zinio.com, Z-I-N-I-O.com. Marella, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much, Steve. I'm super excited to be here and I really appreciate the invite. I'm always, uh, you know, I'm always thrilled to, to join um, industry events and it was fantastic to meet you at Adjust and yeah, I really appreciate being invited on your podcast. I really hope that um, I'll, I'll be able to provide uh, valuable information to the listeners. Marella, it's so timely because I've been wanting to talk a lot more. I've been shifting my conversation of the podcast to more of the retention. And that's what we're going to get into. So tell me about how you guys approach retention from a company perspective and maybe a little bit overview of Zinio as well. Yeah, sure. Um, so let me start with an overview of Zinio. We were founded in 2001 in San Francisco, and we are the world's first and one of the largest digital newsstands. Uh, we have a portfolio of over 6,000 magazines in digital format, which are being distributed through our online newsstand and our mobile applications for iOS and Android. Uh, to date, so in 18 years, we delivered over half of billion magazine issues to customers from 200 countries. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's a lot of content. Yeah. <laughs> we work with pretty much all the major media publishers. Um, some of the brands we carry include National Geographic, Time, The Economist, um, GQ, Vogue, Wired, and I could go on and on. <laughs> I, I, I would say, yeah, those are, I would say, the, the ones that I also read religiously. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. In in terms of what I'm doing at Zinio, I started with um, I joined Zinio almost a decade ago, so that's a very long time. And throughout this, throughout my tenure at Zinio, I've been responsible for driving global marketing strategies and leading business development efforts uh, world uh, worldwide. 
And currently I'm the director of mobile marketing and I'm focusing on engaging mobile readers around the world and basically help them discover the most exciting and inspiring stories. And to go back to the second part of your question uh, in regards to retention, um, I would say we are we have a very exciting promotional um, calendar. You know, we're trying to excite our customers with fantastic promotions and everything. Um, however, we do have quite a lot of challenges, and I would say maybe our biggest challenge in user retention is to get more users to enable push notifications for our iOS app. As we all know, uh, push is one of the most effective channels to in, um, engage and retain app users. However, the, the push strategy in iOS has always been handicapped by the fact that Apple uses an opt-in approach for push permissions, um, which means that an app has to ask a user for permission before they can start sending push notifications, as opposed to Android, where you know from the start is an opt-out approach. Everybody is opted in until they disable push. So I mean, the, the initially, the way we approached uh, push opt-in um, in iOS at Zinio was by simply showing the native, the iOS native push opt-in form to pretty much everybody. So everybody, at the moment they install the app, would so, uh, show them the native form. Would you like to opt-in for push? I mean, later, obviously, we realized that uh, we need to change the strategy because, first of all, there are limitations to how many times you can display that native push opt-in form. I believe Apple only allows it once. Yeah, I mean, I think if you hit no, right, like you don't see it again. So yeah, but like, were you just immediately popping up that iOS default prompt right when people like installed the app? Is that what you guys are doing? Exactly. That's <laughs> okay. how we started. <laughs> Got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, there's probably other app developers out there that make the same mistake we did. <laughs> so yeah, we we realized that it's time to change that strategy and do something else. Um, also, something important to mention is the fact that not only you cannot show that form more than once, but also the, the opt-in rate would obviously be very low because you haven't yet proved your value to the user, so they, they have no reason to enable push from the first session. So we started testing different strategy, targeting users at different times based on their in-app behavior, and we adapted the message um, based on their behavior. So rather than just showing directly the native uh, push up inform, we started by displaying a Xenia creative with two calls to action. And if they would say, yes, I would enable push, at that point, uh, we would dip link to the native opt-in form. If they would say no, we would ask again <laughs> in a few months, um, you know, hopefully that we uh, would catch them at the right time when they're happy with their experience and they're most likely to opt-in for push. Did you, what did you ask them? Like, hey, wanna be notified anytime National Geographic has a new issue? Yes or no type of thing? Like, what were you asking them? Yeah, well, uh, we tested quite a lot of different messages and also different segments. So um, an, an example, um, one of the segments were users who just purchased an annual subscription to a magazine. So yeah, in that case would be, would you like to sign up to be notified when new issues of your subscriptions will be published? Um, obviously, the, the value in this case was obvious. Any subscriber would want to know when they can read their next issue. 
An another segment would be users who search for a specific magazine. Let's say somebody was interested in Cosmopolitan. Mm. So the, the message they would see in that case would be, uh, would you like to be notified when Cosmopolitan is on sale? So yeah, we found that approach to, to work quite well and the opt-in rate has increased, so it's doubled or even tripled in some cases. Wow, that's awesome. And Marilla, like for the listener out there who wants to learn more about Zinio, so it's not a, like, a, I guess Apple has their own little magazine thing where we pay one monthly subscription to get access to all these magazines. It's we're buying magazines, specific magazines within the app? Uh, yes, exactly. Currently, uh, our business model, and users can either purchase single issues or they can buy annual subscriptions to specific magazines. That's, that's great. The other thing that I want to get into as well is from a push notification perspective, are you guys doing anything else beyond that? Like email marketing or I don't know what other retention metrics. I know, you know, when I talked to the guys at peak, they were talking about retargeting ads for people within the seven day, you know, day seven window to try to get them back into the app and make sure they understand mm -hmm. it. Right. So are you guys doing anything else to make sure that people come back into the app? Yeah, so besides push, um, email marketing is, uh, I would say, our one of our strongest uh, performing channels. Yeah, we, we definitely have a very strong email calendar in place, which is supporting everything else we're doing, our promotional schedule and with the push notifications. We also have um, in-app marketing. Um, we're doing on-site uh, messaging. So, yeah. We're not doing much in terms of retargeting currently, okay. but it's definitely on our roadmap. It's something that we're going to look at in the future. I want to get into the email marketing piece a little bit and talk more about the strategy behind that. So how do you guys try to approach it? I know the, I come from the online marketing world sometimes. A lot of my friends are from there. And so there's different type of tactics that we all use there. But what do you have, what have you guys noticed to be the most effective in terms of like email marketing and making sure your clients and your customers actually open the email? Well, I mean, as with any other channel, testing is the best approach. <laughs> you know, test your message, test your subject lines, test the creatives. Um, um, in, in terms of what has performed best for us, um, probably it's not going to be a huge surprise, but heavily discounted offers. <laughs> Yeah, so I would say one of our most successful campaigns in terms of the revenue delivered and uh, the engagement, the user engagement, um, is our quarterly campaign uh, where we discount most of our catalog. Nice. And we use a, um, a code, a promotional code, which um, customers would apply um, at the, you know, the shopping cart level to, to get the discount. We've tested also with these different approaches where we just straight up discount the offer from the start. So when they click on the cover, they land on the you know, subscription already discounted versus um, giving customers a code that would apply. And mm. yeah, surprisingly, the code performed better. <laughs> I would think so. I'm glad. I was like, mm, I think the code would perform better. Yeah. Well, you're right. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Well, it's sort of like, you know, an analogy where it feels like it's more real in a way, like you're getting a coupon. So it's like, hey, a code. Yes, I get it. It feels like a real discount where this is just like on sale. I'm like, okay, it's on sale. Like, great. You know, but like I think what we try to use in the online marketing world is sort of like scarcity too. So like, hey, yeah, I'm sure you guys do this, but like, 
48 hour sale, right? Like you got to act. And so there's that sense of urgency. Are you guys doing that as, as part of this huge discount as well? Yes. Yeah, so when you mentioned scarcity, I was thinking of, you know, we're running out of inventory. That would never be our case. Right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so no, we definitely play with with that too. Also, so uh, also what worked really well for us are the oops messages. <laughs> so in in the beginning, you know, when whenever we we made a mistake, then we would send the oops, we're sorry, here's the correct link or whatever. And then we at some point we started doing it intentionally, <laughs> and it actually it really works. The the open rates and click through rates are fantastic for oops emails. Wait, okay. I got to see, like I said, I love to dig in deep. So would you intentionally make a mistake on that initial email and then be like, Hey, we got to do an oops email right afterwards. Well, um, yeah, we might have no. Okay. All right. Let's infer that. All right. Let's, let's not harp on that a little bit too much. The other thing I want to move on to is, are you doing any type of drip campaigns? Cause I know in the online marketing world, once a user signs up, there's usually a drip campaign that says, Hey, welcome Marilla. Here's what, you know, our top magazines. And then the second day, Hey, have you been enjoying blah, blah, blah. And the third day, you know, there's this like sequence of emails that are automatically drip to a new customer to try to get them to engage with the app. And then obviously to make a purchase as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, we definitely do that in, um, uh, in, I would say two stages of uh, customer's life. So we, we have an activation campaign where they would get um, you know series of emails or welcome emails with with different information and um, we also have a similar drip strategy for a cart abandonment nice. which uh, yeah, we, we've done quite a lot of testing with that and we managed to improve it to the point where the conversion rate has increased like 13 fold by you know simply moving the messages um, a day later or adding an extra reminder we're, we're still doing a lot of testing in this space. That's awesome. And then is, is that all internally built? Like, Hey, the card abandonment, we internally built it. So like when you left it, maybe an email shot out and said, Hey, Marella, are you still interested in national geographic? You know, this offer still is good, blah, blah, blah. Like, is that just all internal tools or are you using third-party tools for that? Oh, we are using third-party tools for that. Yes. Okay. What, what are they? Do you mind mentioning them? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually using two separate platforms, one for email, which is responses. It's uh -huh. an Oracle uh, company. And for mobile marketing, we are using Localytics. Cool. Great. You know, I think people, you know, one of the things that adjust people are talking about, like, here's our tech stack and here's our mobile marketing stack. And it's, it's always interesting to me. I'm like, oh, that's really cool to see what other people are using because I get a lot of these questions, bro. Like, what should I be using? And I'm like, well, here's what most people are using as well. Okay, perfect. With the activation campaigns, you know, without going into too many details, because obviously, you know, this is all public, but like, what is sort of the thinking, the overall strategy? Like, hey, we want to make sure people understand X, Y, and Z so that we could X, Y, and Z and that they come back to blah, blah, blah. So what is sort of like the high level stuff strategy with the activation email sequence? Mm -hmm. Well, basically, we're trying to provide, I mean, to prove our value for, for our customers to see from the beginning, here's what you get if you join Xenio. Um, and then also, here's how to use Xenio. Uh, you know, there's, there's uh, we've recently went through a replatforming project where we com completely change our online newsstand and also our apps. So it took 
you know, it took us a bit to sort of uh, help our even our existing customers to readjust to the changes. So that was also part of our strategy. Here's, you know, here's what's new. Here's how to, where to find your magazines, you know. So it's mostly about providing value, I would say. One of the things that I know is very popular in the online marketing world and people have recommended this to me is to get users to engage with an email because you don't want to be like the Google promotions tab. And so you want to make sure people respond to your email. And so one of the things would be to be like, Hey, what are you most interested or what do you love most about the app? And things that we, that I've deployed is kind of just being like, what are you most interested in? A, you know, that national geographic or, you know, sports, Mm -hmm. whatever it is B. And I just want to get a response because we're trying to trigger Gmail and thinking like, Hey, this is a personal friend. It's like me and Morella, we know each other and people are engaging. Have you guys anything around that? Yeah. So we, (laughs) we used to have on our old platform, um, once, uh, you know, part as part of the account registration process, users would get to a page where they would select their interest. Yeah, unfortunately, that was not carried on to the new release side, so we're still struggling. But that's yeah, that's definitely one of the things we want to you know leverage our email tool to help us understand more of that. And we do, we still do that with let's say category emails. So when we have a tech campaign, for example, or a fashion campaign, then we know that everybody that clicked on that email that opened that email, they are interested in that specific category. So that, you know, there's, we're we're trying always to find, you know, ways to leverage the information we have available, even though we might not have all the right tools in place or the right data, but we're we're marketers. Marketers can always improvise and find the right way to do things. Yeah, I love it. The other thing that you mentioned with the retention side of things is the in-app marketing. Can you tell me a little bit about what's happening there? Yeah, so with in-app marketing, we are uh, leveraging our current uh, partner platform, um, you know, to uh, to help us uh, with our goals, which are obviously engagement and retention of existing app users. And you know, part of that strategy, um, you know, the first objective was, as I mentioned before, to get users to opt in for push. Um, then after the migration project I mentioned, which I also talked about at the Adjust uh, event, um, a priority has become, you know, um, rebuilding our image in the App Store. (laughs) So at that point, yeah, we focused on the app ratings. Right. Um, And now we're also, um, most recently, we've done quite a lot of tests around the cart abandonment in the app. And that's where that campaign I mentioned, where um, uh, we're, we're leveraging all the existing events and uh, data we have to get more users to complete their purchase and even you know to remain to engage with the app even post purchase. And additionally, we have um, also quite a lot of promotional campaigns. And actually, something that um, we have done. Um, after quite a few users gave us really negative reviews in the App Store because they were not happy with the amount of promotional campaigns we were running, we started um, running an in-app opt-out <laughs> campaign in the app. So yeah, basically, it was just a very simple creative. I think the message was something like, um, are we showing you too many ads? 
and with two options, uh, show me less ads and I do not want to see any more ads. Wow. So, yeah, that, that was a way of, uh, you know, leveraging whatever tools we have available <laughs> to give customers an option, a way of opting out of in-app marketing because currently you can disable push, but there is no way to stop in-app pop-ups. <laughs> right. That was a way for us to do it. And then later we would just suppress those users that pressed we don't want to see more ads uh, from any future campaigns wait so you got when you say ads you're talking about ads for the magazines within the app right like you're not so talking about like promotion. so for yeah let's say we have a black friday sale okay we would target customers with an in-app uh, message saying hey black friday is on click here to see 50 off to get 50 off or whatever hundreds of subscriptions yeah, so they're like for more promotions. They're not like ads for Clash of Clans or anything like that. No, no, no. So we don't really monetize our user base. So everything, all the adverts, well, maybe I didn't choose the right word. No, get it. Banners, everything, uh, it's basically promoting Xenia offers. Yeah, I love that. The other thing I want to mention is you said something else, and I forgot to write it down, but you said, hey, we're doing in-app you know, email marketing, push notifications, in-app messaging. Was there something else that you were talking about with the retention side of things too? On-site, on on-site marketing. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, so... Uh, we so just like on the website? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay. First of all, I would mention the email opt-in form where basically it's an email capture form. So when somebody lands on Zinio and they spend a certain amount of time, at some point we target them with a creative asking, hey, would you like to be notified when we have a, you know, an exclusive sale event or here, you know, give us your email address and you'll find out. The so that's one. And then there's, yeah, there's different other uh, ways we leverage on-site uh, marketing, like for example, announcing the actual big sales when, when that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you guys done the, you know, I heard this from a, a mastermind that I'm in, but like the notification pop-ups the on web the website, push. the we, web push? Uh, you know, not yet, but okay. we're in the process of integrating um, another partner who's going to help us with that. Locally, it's so sorry. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's so funny, Morella, because we're, we're all like marketers that are on this call, this mastermind that I'm in. And we're like, dude, I would never say yes to that. And then they're like, no, like people do say yes. And it's not, you know, don't think that, you know, we live in this bubble. So like, we don't think it'd be effective, but like, no. And then one of the guys in the mastermind is like, yeah, I turned it on and I'm getting like thousands of people turning that on, that notification on every time. And I was like, holy cow. You know, so it's one of those things where don't assume just because we're like, marketing people and we live in this marketing bubble that other people wouldn't turn on those notifications. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited to, to get, uh, you know, access to that new channel. And yeah. See how it works. Yeah. All right, Mirella. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to go ahead. Go ahead. An additional channel, hopefully. Um, well, um, maybe some of the other marketers you talk to might, might have known more about this, but something else that, um, we're hoping is going to help our um, strategy of getting more users to opt in for push is the provisional push. So starting with iOS 12, which uh, I think was launched last year, uh, there's um, they added Apple added a feature which is called provisional authorization uh, that gives us the option of sending push notifications to users as soon as they install an app. 
even before they're being asked if they want to opt in for push. So it's sort of like a one-time opportunity to message them and you know describe the value that you can provide and ask them if they want to you know get uh, get push notifications uh, going forward. That is so cool. I, I didn't even know about this feature at all. I, oh, I'm not very okay, geeky yeah, about this, but this is this is cool. I want to. I'm, I'm like googling it as you're talking. I'm like, this is really cool. I got to share this with others too. This is cool. Yeah, and, and basically, that message has two call to action. So it's a push notification uh, that you can send to everybody even before they opt in, even before they enable push, and it has two call to actions. I want to keep receiving push from this company or no. Interesting. So you can make a messaging that says, Hey, 25% off every magazine, but then you like the user can obviously turn that off too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I, I like that. I would definitely not use the first message to push a sale. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, here's more spam coming my way. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're a better marketer than I am. I'll tell you that. All right. I want to talk about what you talked about at the event as well with App Store reviews. You know, you went through sort of like a if I remember correctly, you know, some changes within the platform, which led to some, you know, less than positive reviews within the app, but then you were able to fix that. Can you tell us a little bit about what you did there? Uh, yes, uh, I, I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> Please. About project every chance I have just because it was so successful. We're <laughs> 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 <worth> bragging about. <laughs> uh, so basically what we did is we tried to identify the segments of, you know, happy customers who are the, you know, our happiest customers who are most likely to give us uh, five-star reviews. Uh, so we tested, I think we tested about 20 different segments um, and with different creatives, uh, targeting them at different times uh, based on their behavior. And the, the the winning creative, so the last creative that proved to be the most efficient was a very simple one where we're simply asking, would you rate us five stars? That was it. And uh, we targeted a small percentage of each of those segments and after, I think, uh, five months of running the experiment, uh, we looked at all the numbers and identified the three top segments, the ones that deliver the highest percentage of five-star ratings. And then for those three segments, uh, we just ramped up and sent the message to the entire qualifying audience. And that's uh, what helped us recover and uh, you know address the the decrease in average rating and we bounce back from 2.1 stars to 4.5 stars. Yeah, you guys are huge right now. I mean, I think it's even higher than that as I'm looking in the episode right now, but it's constantly growing. <laughs> yeah. The, when you were talking about the data, like how, how did you know this segment was going to be the highest likely to leave a five star rating? Is that through like something like adjust or some type of platform like that? No, that was just marketers intuition. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that, that's what I was saying. We we try to identify as many segments as possible. We came awesome. up with twenty. We're like, okay, who could be the most happier, you know, happiest customer? It's got to be somebody that just made a purchase. So okay, the first segment was recent purchasers. Second segment, it's got to be somebody that has a lot of sessions. Okay, let's identify the people that had fifteen plus sessions in two weeks. Okay, another segment. And so on, we, we just looked at, you know, what, uh, we looked at the events in our app 
and what were the most uh, popular events. Gotcha. The 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 other thing I want to move on to as well is I like the messaging that you put into place. Like, would you be willing to leave a five star? So you're sort of leading the customer to be like, would you want to rather than be like, how would you rate us? It's like, mm, you know, well, that was that was actually the first question. So that was the first creative we tested. Um, we're basically asking them, hey, how do you feel about Zinio? So and it didn't go well. <laughs> I mean, no, it, yeah, the results were okay, but then we were trying to find ways to improve the performance. And gradually, we got to this last creative that was basically leading on them to you know to the answer. Would you rate us five stars? Yeah, I love it. Got there. I love it. Hey, Marilla, is there anything that I missed that you want to make sure we cover before mm-hmm. we hit the big finish? Well. Uh, I think we went through quite a lot of... Uh, quite I loved it. Yeah. Well, maybe something else. Uh, I think uh, since we're talking a lot about retention, I wanted to share. Um, there are so many things that we would love to do. There are so many areas for improvement in our user retention strategy. And something that I'm most excited about is uh, trying uh, gamification. So basically using gaming to engage and retain users by awarding them points to encourage specific behaviors. So for example, let's say um, users who have 10 sessions in two weeks, uh, they would get five points or 10 points. <laughs> users who read 10 articles in one week would get 100 points. And then once you get to 1,000 points, you get a voucher which you can redeem on Zinio and anything you'd like. So that's that's a direction where I would like to go. It's, there's a lot of challenges you know, with getting the right data, with you know, storing the points and everything. So it's, yeah, it's going to be difficult, but it's something that I'm very excited to work on in the future. I'm so glad you brought this up because, and you tell me what you think about this, but I I have this perception that gamification should come when you're at scale, when you have thousands of users like Zinio, hundreds of thousands of users, but you shouldn't, I feel like if you try it too early, it's a little bit too difficult because there's just, you're just not enough users coming in to make sure you should be focused more on like, how do I get people back into the app? Like other retention metrics that you kind of talked about, and maybe it's the product versus like trying to gamify it right off the bat. Obviously, if you're a game, you need to do it. But like for other apps, I feel like people, you know, they try to gamify it too early. And I'm like, dude, you don't even have any, you don't even have many users. Like, why are you trying to gamify this? And there's a billion other things that's wrong with the product. And you're thinking about gamification right now. What do you think? It's Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if it's a very small team, I would definitely prioritize the the strategy that brings in the most revenue. Yeah. Rather than you know, focusing on more complicated things that would require a lot of coding, a lot of changes and all that. So yeah, for, for a small team, it might not make as much sense to start with gamification. But yeah, for, for a larger company, it, I mean, we are all human beings. We all are super happy when we get a voucher. When <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's more, it's not a super strong agreement, agreement but I'll take it. <laughs> all right, Marella. Well, before we hit the big finish, I do want to thank my sponsor, Pollen.vc. Look, guys, you know how the app stores, you have to wait 60, 45 to 60 days to get paid from them. Well, let's say you found an email marketing channel that's really working. You want to invest more into maybe hiring a copywriter or 
utilizing retargeting campaigns, you want to reinvest the hard-earned money that you've already gotten through the app stores or even through the ad networks, well, Pollen VC is going to give you an advance on that money so that you can use it to reinvest in any type of campaigns that's working for you. And they charge a simple pricing fee, flat fee rate off of that. So it depends on how much you are earning and how much you're taking in, they're going to charge you a little bit off the top as well. So if you're interested in learning more, go check them out. It is pollen.vc. Once again, pollen.vc. Morella, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big, big finish. So besides Zinio, which we all love, give us one other app that we should definitely check out. Oh, <laughs> well, um, I would say in my case, I'm a very frequent user of WhatsApp. <laughs> Yeah, that's because I'm obviously I'm not from the US. I guess you can guess from my accent. So uh, I'm from Romania originally, and it's yeah, it, it's it's kind of difficult to you know keep in touch with your family and everything. And WhatsApp that makes it very easy for me. I mean, I chat with my mom every day. We video chat, and she can see me. And yeah, you know, it's yeah. I love it too. I feel like these messaging depends on the country because I'm originally from Myanmar, Burma, and Viber is huge over there. So it's like, oh, oh okay. that's crazy. You know, like it's crazy how like different messaging apps in different countries like that. But I, I love WhatsApp too. I don't really use Viber that much. <laughs> 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 What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? Oh, uh, well, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> so many lessons that I learned. A life lesson, please. <laughs> yes, uh, I would say probably the biggest was to consider each failure a small win because you know every failure it's it's a lesson actually you ultimately learn a lesson and that would help you improve in the future so yeah in, in other words every kick in the back is a step forward it's gonna make you move faster <laughs> so is that something that your mom said too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on WhatsApp. Marilla, remember what I always say. I love it. Well, the app is called Zinio. Go check them out, zinio.com as well. If you want to learn some of them, what I always say to everybody is like, check out the app. We talked a lot about retention. See how it's using it so you can get a visual for it as well. So it is Zinio in the app stores and zinio.com if you want to check it out on the web. Mirella, do you want to tell the listeners to follow up with you if they want to follow up with you or follow you somewhere else? Do you want to send them anywhere else? Oh, um, please reach out through LinkedIn. I'm always super happy to, um, you know, to, for any networking opportunities to chat with other people with the industry and share my knowledge, learn from their knowledge. So please reach out. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, my name is Mirela Chalai, and yeah, I look forward to to chatting with you guys. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Mirela. I appreciate you coming on and taking the time to doing this. Oh, thank you, Steve. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you on the next chat. Hey guys, if you've been enjoying the podcast, do me a huge favor. Please leave a rating and review within the Apple podcast app, iTunes store. You know, as app developers, reviews are so important. Ratings are important. It's the same thing for podcasters as well. So I'd greatly appreciate it if you go to appmasters.com slash iTunes, appmasters.com slash iTunes, and leave some feedback for me. I really appreciate it. We've been stuck at 100 ratings for quite some time, and I know there's a lot more people listening to this podcast. So do me a solid and go leave a rating and review. It doesn't have to be five stars, just your honest opinion about the podcast. All right, thank you so much. Peace out.
Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.